Welcome to our very first podcast series. Today, we have the lovely Susie who will be sharing her story. Susie was a student at Mount View many years ago and Susie and I have kept in contact uh, over the years and she's been a wonderful source of encouragement and support uh, as she's been able to share with me her journey um, and the challenges that she's faced along the way and things that she's Uh, done to overcome them. So we're going to hear from Susie today and hopefully uh, you'll get some insight and um, feel encouraged and inspired by her story. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Susie. Hello, my name is Susie Forty. I am 31, 32 years old. I seem to forget these days. Um, I'm actually married and I've got three kids. So I've got a boy who's eight and a half another boy who is seven and a half and a little girl who is just about to turn five and she is off to prep next year so three kids all in school next year so we are a family that originated from Melbourne we moved from Melbourne to the Sunshine Coast in Queensland Australia just over two years ago one of our children suffered from health issues so he was the main reason that we moved to the sunshine coast so we are now living about 10 minutes from the beach it is a lovely lifestyle that we very much enjoy we love spending our weekends at the beach surfing stand up paddle boarding snorkeling we absolutely love getting active in the kitchen as well. I absolutely love cooking. Um, It's also something that is connected to my career um, and something that I am very, very passionate about. Um, Yeah. Susie, I've seen some of the amazing recipes that you cook up for your family and they they really look delicious. Uh, You won't know yourself next year when you have three children at school. So I guess that leads us in to hear a little bit about what you're up to and uh, what your days look like. What am I up to now? That is a very good question. I think I have to say that I've got a few things going on. So first and foremost, I'm a full-time stay-at-home mum. I absolutely love being a mum to my kids and I wouldn't miss any of their milestones. So that leads to my career choice in having an online business. I have been working from home for about four years four and a half years now it started just after i had my daughter um my other dream was to be a mum and so now that i am definitely a mum um it's definitely something that i am very very passionate that i need to be able to stay home with them need to be able to not so much need but more of i want to be able to be the one that does all the drop-offs and pickups. be the one that is there for them, be that nurse, be the taxi driver, be the cook. Um, so it just so happened that when I started the online business, it really evolved into what it is now. Um, I have a very big social media following. Uh, my online business is about having a low-tox home. It's about sharing recipes with the um food that I cook in my kitchen, which is why I'm so passionate about cooking. Um, I would say that I am a health and mindset coach. I use my journey with my deafness and schooling and education, um, bullying, um, all my struggles, I will call them, is a way to inspire others.
side I also do motivational speaking so I attend schools um, conferences for other businesses um, work meetings I get up on stage up to you know 10,000 people at a time and share my story of how far I have come from when I was a little girl being diagnosed deaf um, to now being able to run my own businesses and turn the pain turn the struggles into something positive um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it I made a choice a long time ago that rather than being a victim I wanted to rise above and push through that and show people that despite what has been thrown your way you have the opportunity and you have the capability to be able to decide your fate you get to decide how you want the outcome to be you get to decide what your life means to you how do you want people to perceive you how do you want people to remember you so this is something that I teach people um, that no matter what disability what obstacles, what health concerns, no matter what it is, you can still go ahead and do what you want to do. Um, and I think it's more about teaching others to have a voice. I think that's really important. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. It's so wonderful for our parent community to hear how you've been so determined to not let your hearing loss stop you or to get in the way of achieving your dreams and goals. You've certainly done that and it's very powerful for us to hear. I'm sure many of our parent community have asked themselves about what the future looks like for their child and to be hearing from people like you, Susie, who was once a little girl running around at Mount View like our students are now is so encouraging and inspiring. There are so many possibilities and opportunities. I'm sure along the way there have been some challenges. Are you able to share with us some of the challenges you've faced along the way and how you've gone about overcoming them? The challenges that I had when I was in school was wearing the RF. Um, I really did not like wearing it, um, mainly because it made me feel like um, I was definitely an outsider, like I was um, different from everyone else because it shows. Um, Although I knew that it would help me, it still, I didn't like wearing it. Um, yeah, so, but the other challenge that I had was um, sort of blending in, um, which is sort of related to the RF as well. Um, blending in was very, very important to me. It was, um, all I want to do was fit in. And I think a lot of other students um, in the deaf community um, or with special needs, um, can resonate with that um, because we don't want to be treated any different from anyone else. So um, what I did was I used that to negotiate and when these challenges come up I use them to open up um, a conversation with my teachers and my parents and say look I'm not comfortable doing this or this is not what I want. Um, and then it's just a negotiation. So for me, it was more about, um, I didn't want a teacher's aid to be helping me specifically, um, that the teacher's aid or um, 
the deaf facility teacher would need to be sitting at the back of the room and taking the notes and then I would meet up with them later um, or when there's a quiet time to talk about it um, and that you know there was emails or there was um, little meetings after school just to catch up on these things um, that made me feel comfortable and so I felt that it was really important that I didn't I wasn't pushed outside of my comfort zone and I wasn't pushed where I was forced to um, do things that I didn't like or that I wasn't ready for, if that makes sense. Um, and these challenges come up from time to time, you know, that they carried right through to university. And again, at university and TAFE, I would have teachers or um assistants that would have the same deal where they come into the room they take the notes and meet up with them later um so I was still getting the help that I needed but it was on my terms and in my eyes that's better than nothing um and you'll find that as the kids grow up and get older they'll become a little bit more accepting of what is needed and what they need as well Whilst it is difficult to hear of the challenges that you face, Susie, I know for me, it's definitely been helpful to hear and will impact on the way I work with the children moving forward to hopefully uh, be able to eliminate those challenges, but also provide the children with strategies as you have developed through your experiences to overcome them. Susie, we'd love to hear from you now how you've used your hearing loss to shape you as a person. So, like I said before that I'm a motivational speaker and remember when I said I decided not to play the victim, that I decided to rise above and use that hearing loss as a superpower. One of my speeches, I spoke, I think it was 3,000 people in the room and I said to them, how can you use your impairment, your illness, your weakness, as we would call it, and turn that into a superpower? Use that as a motivational tool to show others how you are unique. Um, so I decided to turn that into my superpower. Being a mum of three, it was really, really important that I show my kids that Having my hearing impairment does not have to define who I am. That it does not have to make me any different to anyone else. Um, and just seeing how my kids are very accepting of everyone. And I mean everyone. No matter what disability, race, culture, um, sex, whatever it is. Um, it goes to show that I that my mission of being able to turn my hearing impairment into my own power is really, really powerful. That I can use that story to empower others to shine, I suppose. I really love that concept of using your hearing loss as a superpower. It's a really great concept for children to be able to grasp as well.
Many of our listeners are parents of children with a hearing loss. As someone who's lived this journey, have you got any tips or advice that you could share to support these families as they support their child with a hearing loss? We'd love to hear any thoughts that you've got on this. I think if I had any tips to give parents who are supporting children in the deaf community, it would be not to underestimate them. Um, I spend a lot of my time being underestimated when in fact um, I really showed them that I was more than capable of doing things. Um, if If you put down the kids in a way, um, for example, if they have dreams to be a doctor or a lawyer, just because it didn't happen for me doesn't mean that it doesn't happen for them, that you encourage, for, you encourage them to strive for the top, the, the best goals. We encourage you to allow them to push forward and to find ways to make that happen for them. Um, that every negative that is thrown their way, that you turn it into a positive and that you ask them, okay, this was said to you or um, this person hurt you, how did that make you feel? If it was a negative statement that was said to them, if it was a negative um, answer that they didn't want to hear, for example, a teacher or another student saying that they're they can't do it or they're not capable, ask them how can they show them? How can they work towards that goal and prove not just to themselves but to others that they can be who they want to be? And my other advice would be is um, don't push the kids into wearing... um, the RFs or into um, you know, deaf communities if they're not ready. I would encourage them, but don't push them. Because I find that sometimes when we push them, um, I was pushed into certain things, that it made me rebel, that it made me feel like I had to... Um, be a part of that community when I wasn't quite ready. You want them to be ready and to be proud of it. Um, and another thing, actually, um, this might make more sense. I would really strongly encourage you to make sure that your child has a mentor. Make sure they have a mentor of someone who is deaf or has a hearing loss that they can look up to. Those deaf Um, camps that I know the school runs, uh, they are a fantastic way for kids to be able to be exposed to the community but also to build a relationship with mentors. Um, I used to work as a mentor um, and I used to volunteer my time to work with children who um, need that mentor and the result, oh boy, I'm telling you, they are amazing. Is really open up to someone that they know that understands one hundred and ten percent what they are going through. I guarantee that the kids 
who have a good role model who is also deaf or hearing impaired will be really successful and will be really happy and they will build their confidence in themselves and know that that role model is going leaps and bounds and it gives them the confidence that they can do it too. Um, so I hope it helps. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Susie. Such great insight. And it seems that the role of a mentor has been fundamental for you in your journey. I'll be making contact with the families over the next week or so in regards to some upcoming mentoring opportunities. So watch this space. This brings us to the end of our first podcast. Susie, you are truly an inspiration to all of us. And we're so grateful for your honesty and openness in sharing about your journey. I have no doubt our listeners will take comfort in hearing your story and the way you live a very full and rich life despite some of the challenges of having a hearing loss. We would love to have you join us at Mouthview anytime you're down in Melbourne for a visit. We wish you much happiness and success as you continue to embark in your online business. So thank you so much for joining with us today. Our next podcast series is very timely with the upcoming Olympic Games. So stay tuned. If anything during today's podcast has raised any questions for you, please reach out to us. See you next time.